Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Lynx and Locks Podcast. Podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. Welcome to Lynx and Locks Action Network's golf betting podcast presented by Bet365. I'm your new host, Andy Lack, and starting today, I'll be joined alongside action golf contributor, Tony Sartori, for these Best Bets episodes. And just like Jason and Ben have done the last couple of years, Tony and I will play 18 holes today, giving our 18 favorite picks for this week's tour event, the Genesis Open at Riviera Golf Course in Los Angeles. Before we dive into this week's episode, a reminder that the Links and Locks podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for the biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, and restrictions do apply. Okay, Tony, we're on the first tee here for our Genesis Open Best Bets. Why don't you get us started? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this is going to be a pretty popular pick this week, but I love Justin Thomas outright. Um, he's in, boosted to 1,900 at Bet365, um, so 19 to 1. I mean, so we know he went through the slump last summer, right? But then he appears to be fully back. Like, he has one, but he's basically back. He's right there. Six straight top 12 finishes. It's just a matter of time before he gets back in that win column, and that could definitely happen this week at the Riviera Country Club. He was the runner-up here in 2019, four top 20 finishes over his past six outings at this venue. I mean, at this point, I'm just kind of like blindly tail JT until he gets a win because it feels like he's going to get one here soon. But um, especially at 19-1, to 1, I'm, I'm looking at JT this week to start off our outright picks. Love that one very much. JT is on my betting card already, so I guess I'll go in a different direction here and throw Matt Fitzpatrick 45 to 1 enhanced win. Uh, this is a player that I always love on tougher golf courses, right? Golf courses with a lower greens and regulation percentage, golf courses where scrambling is really important, uh, where around the green play in general is really important. Fitzpatrick has already finished fifth at Riviera in the past. He's coming off a pretty good 15th place finish in Phoenix, where he actually caught the wrong side of the draw and was still able to finish in the top 15. Now he gets to go back to golf courses that really should suit his skill set a lot more, um, be a lot more short game and a lot more difficult for him as well, which is typically where he raises his baseline the most. Uh, so I will go with Matt Fitzpatrick, 45 to one enhanced on bet three, six, five currently. 
Yeah, I love that a lot. That's a big number for Fitzpatrick, especially if someone with that, with his ability. Um, the other outright that I'm looking at this week is Colin Morikawa, also in the enhanced market at 22 to 1. Um, he's finished second here before. He's finished top six here, back-to-back -back years. So this is a course where, like, you long hitters have traditionally fared very well at the Riviera Country Club. Um, Morikawa's not the longest hitter, but he has long enough to where, like, he's still going to have an edge over a lot of this field. I mean, he... He averages about 302 yards a drive, so like that, that's definitely good enough to be one of the longer hitters at this track. Um, he's in good form, seven top 25 finishes over his past eight tournaments. He won the Zozo Championship um, back uh, a couple months ago, so he's in great form just like JT, but he actually does have a win under his belt recently, but I could definitely see him get another one at 22-1, to one. so that's, that's my other outright I am targeting this week. Love that one also. Um, I'm kind of having a difficult time choosing for my other guy at the top of the board. Morikawa was kind of in the mix as well for me, but I'll throw out Ludwig. Uh, Ludwig Obert, this is a player that I think a lot of us are onto as potentially one of the next superstars in golf. Uh, this could be his coming out party, right? Like he has already showed a really strong affinity for West Coast Poa Greens. Um, he's got back-to-back -to -back top 10 finishes at Torrey Pines and Pebble Beach. Rivier, I know he's never seen the golf course before, but if he's the type of player that you believe is really good, that should not be a problem for him at all because he never saw Torrey Pines. He never saw Pebble Beach either, and he contended at both of those tournaments as well. So I think this is a really good golf course for him from a skill set perspective. I think it's going to favor uh, his driver. I think it's going to favor his long irons. He's already shown us he's pretty comfortable and familiar with Poe Greens. So I'm hoping this is the week that Ludwig truly, truly announces himself to the golf world. I would be so down for that. I'm a big fan of his. Um, I so I think actually back. Oh, I, I hope I'm not misremembering mis this, but like 20 years ago, I think Adam Scott won in his first appearance at this course as well. So it's definitely 2005. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. It's definitely possible. But um, anyway, so I'm gonna transition us back to the first round leader market, and I'm gonna target JT Poston at 40 to one. So I have not locked this in yet because I do want to see the tee times. Like, because I mean, if he's like. Part of the afternoon wave then maybe i'll go in another direction but right now the plan is posting 40 to 1 first round leader um i just want to i feel like that price is too long like we're buying low here because he missed the cut last week in scottsdale prior to that this guy had 13 straight made cuts seven finishes inside the top seven i talked about him on last week's show about how like he's trained to this guy on tour where he's got such a high floor and then of course he went and missed the cut last week but i mean before that he was just consistent consistent and i think he's going to be able to carry that over back over into Riviera at into Riviera this week. Um, the main reason why I like him here is his ability to scramble. He currently ranks 16th on tour in scrambling percentage. Last year, four of the top five finishers here all ranked seventh or better in the field in scrambling percentage. So I think long hitters and ability to scramble is your two kind of avenues to victory at this course, and that is why I like post and at least have a good round on Thursday. Again, contingent on when he's teeing off. Agree with that. I think this is a pretty good bounce back spot for him coming off the miscut cut uh, in Phoenix. I think you're getting a little bit of a discount on what he was at least the first couple of weeks to open the season. So I love that one uh, in the first round later market as well. I'm going to go to the top 10 market and take a player that my numbers continue to suggest is probably the most complete player on the PGA tour. And yet uh, he never seems to find his way into the winner's circle. At least he has not in the last 18 months. I'm going to take Xander Shoffley plus 125 uh, to top 10. Uh, he's top 10 in three of his four starts to begin the season. 
uh, have received words from the grounds. I'm, I'm here and there a little close with this caddy. You know, a couple people in his camps. He is out there grinding at Riviera on a Monday afternoon. Uh, the only reason why he skipped Phoenix was because he saw pretty terrible inclement weather coming. Uh, and it was a lower purse than he's used to in the previous years without the signature event. Now we get Xander playing for 18, 20 million up top again, going to a course that he's had a tremendous amount of success. in. in the past, he has all of the tools to succeed at Riviera. He's already proven us to that in the past as well with his phenomenal course history here. So I'm going to take Xander at plus money to finish in the top 10, which I think is always a good bet, particularly a field when he only has got to beat 60 other guys. Yeah, I hundred percent like Shafi's such a guy where like I love him in top five, top ten markets. I cannot bet on that guy to win a tournament. It is so frustrating because he's and he's got the talent too, but it's so frustrating when you have an outright bet on him, he'll finish like fourth like every single time. But um I'm gonna go back to the first round leader market one last time here. I'm gonna target Tom Hoagie, and he's 80 to one. So there's a bit of a long shot here, but this is just like Hoagie is a guy I trust on a Thursday way more than I trust on a Sunday. Um, again, we're gonna have to wait to see on Teed's times, but if he's in like if he is in part of the first wave, he he's a guy that can score and he has three top 17 finishes over his past uh four tournaments. So he's playing well. He's you know, he's kind of like um gets a lot of birdies, but he gets a lot of bogeys, right? So but if he can just avoid the bogeys here at Riviera Country Club, I, I don't think it's out of the question that he could lead after the first round, but at 80 to 1, why not? Um, yeah, I always love Hoagie. He remains one of like the best short iron players, iron players in general on tour. So he's always live, particularly to get hot for one round. Speaking of elite iron play, uh, I don't know if he's ready to win just quite yet. Uh, but I'm going to go back to Will Zalatoris plus 320 for a top 10. I just think that's an excellent number on a guy that's shown us that he is back on the right track. I was at Torrey Pines. I got to follow him a little bit over there. It looked like the game was kind of coming together. He's had a tremendous amount of Riviera, uh, success at Riviera in the past. This is always a guy similar to what I mentioned with Fitzpatrick, where you just want to play him on tougher courses. You want to play Zalatoris on courses uh, with a low grids and regulation percentage, a low driving accuracy percentage, courses where he can really separate himself from T to green from the rest of the field. That's why he's been so strong at U.S opens before that's why he's been so strong at augusta um he almost won the pga championship at southern hills which is a golf course that i actually think is a sneaky pretty good comparison to riviera in a lot of ways at least architecturally so i think if you don't yet maybe trust zalatoris to be the last man standing um but you're pretty high on him to start continuing his ascent back to one of the better players in the game i think plus 320 for a top 10 bet is um it's really great value on him I totally agree. And I'm going to actually steal your line right there is where um, a guy you trust, but not necessarily be the last man standing. And that is for me, that is Sam Burns. And so I'm going to yeah. target Sam Burns to finish top five. He's, I mean, anyone that watches him know you can, he's so frustrating to watch because sometimes you'll just make a mistake where you're like, how is someone of your ability making this mistake? And then he'll just go and rip off like five incredible shots in a row after that. So he finished last, he finished third last week in Scottsdale. He's also has a top three finish in the, um, at this tournament. And like I said earlier, it's you want long hitters and guys who can scramble. Sam Burns does both those things really, really well. Um, he's a mo uh, has a monster driver in his bag. Um, he can scramble with the best of me, ranks 11th on tour in scrambling percentage. And that's just being able to hit monster drives and also being able to scramble here is a great recipe for success. So that's why I like Sam Burns finishing in the top five at plus 550. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Um, I love that one as well. I actually think this is, I considered the outright on him as well, because I just I think do, like, yeah. The, yeah, the way that he's playing right now, the way that he worked in Phoenix, that was, I think one of his best ball striking performances of his entire career, certainly the best he's looked from a ball striking standpoint, uh, mm-hmm. over the first couple of weeks of the season, I'm going to stick in the top 10 market, uh, for one more bet, And this one is going to be a little bit more of a long shot at some better odds, but I'm going to go with Cameron Davis at plus 400 to finish top 10 this week. You mentioned the importance of power off the tee and scrambling. Davis is pretty darn good at both of those things, particularly um, his power off the tee. I always like Davis at golf courses, like I mentioned with Zalatoris, that really separate elite tee to green play. And I know that Davis is a lot more volatile of a player than some of the elite ball strikers, but he can really still truly go toe-to-toe with some of the best in the game when his driver is on point. Um, That's why we've seen him finish top 10 before at golf courses like Oak Hill, you know, at a PGA championship where you've got thicker, rough, more narrow fairways. Riviera is going to be asking you a lot of those same questions. So I think at plus 400 to finish in the top 10, Cam Davis has just a lot more upside than a lot of the guys that he's priced around. So I think at four to one, um, you could do a lot worse once you start diving a little bit deeper into the odds board. Absolutely. So I'm actually right. I'm right around you on um, the odds board here. So I'm going to go top 10 plus 450. So right behind you with Keegan Bradley. He just fin- he flirted with the top 10 finish two weeks ago at Pebble Beach. He was runner up in the Sony Open. So he's been playing some good golf recently. He can score here. So he has two previous top five finishes in this tournament. The number is a little wider here at plus 450 because those aforementioned two top five finishes were like 10 years ago. He has not had that kind of success here recently, but I also don't think he's had the kind of success on tour recently until he got that win last year at the Travelers. And you saw that kind of turned his season around and he started playing a much, much better brand of golf after that. And we're talking about long hitters again. I mean, Keegan Bradley is kind of underrated how hard he hits the ball. He's averaging nearly 308 yards off the tee. So I think as a long hitter, someone who knows how to play this course, someone who's in good form, Bradley's worth a shot at top 10 at plus 450. Love that one. Huge, huge Keegan fan as an East Coast guy. Yeah. Um, I hope he shows up this week as well. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with top 20 on this guy because I think asking a top 10 finish out of him might be a little aggressive, but I'm pretty confident in his, his top 20 odds still provide a lot of value as well. He's at plus 230. Uh, and that is Adam Svensson, who uh, is a player that my numbers continue to love from a week to week basis in terms of the value that he presents. Uh, he missed the cut on the number last week in Phoenix with a lip out on 17 and he caught the wrong side of the draw. So he had a bit of a 
three stroke disadvantage basically on half the field. And he still almost made the cut on the number. The ball striking still looked good for him. He's a really solid iron player. And he finished ninth last year at Riviera in a really great field. Um, and he gained over five strokes putting at Riviera in his first appearance, which is not very easy to do. These are some of the toughest greens on tour. They're very nuanced. Poa is one of the trickiest surfaces to putt on. Uh, Svensson looked really comfortable here in his first appearance at Riviera. And now you're getting plus 230 on him to finish in the top 20 at a golf course that he's already seen before, unlike a lot of these guys farther down the board. Playing some sneaky good golf as well. I think the miscut... Uh, was a little bit deceiving. You look at some of the ball striking numbers that he put up earlier in the season uh, at golf courses like YLI, and I think Svensson's playing a lot better than his numbers would suggest. So I'll take him plus 230 to finish in the top 20 this week. I like that a lot. And that's a good stat to know with his strokes gained on the greens because these greens, like you said, they are very, they they are tough. Um, but I'm also going to target the top 20 market and I'm going to go with Siwoo Si Kim at plus 160. So, I mean, this is just more of like a trend play, a back-to-back top 20 finishes where now we're getting that plus money again. He's had mixed success here, but he did finish third in 2019. He's certainly not the longest hitter, but he's another guy who's over 300 um, averaging per drive. So like, that's good enough for me at this course. And again, like I was saying, with scrambling, he's a 23rd best guy on tour and scramble percentage this season. So especially when you start getting to the top 20, top 30, top 40 markets, you start to, it was especially in a field of 70, you start to get a lot of room for error, right? And I think if Siwoo Kim is able to kind of limit the um, bad shots with an ability to scramble and get back into holes, then I think he can for sure finish top 20 for a third straight week. Love that one. Um, I'm going to go to a a different market that we haven't talked about yet, which is tournament three balls uh, and target a player actually that you've mentioned before, but in a little bit of a different format. I'm looking at a tournament three ball here uh, with Sam Burns plus 155, Jordan Spieth plus 170 and Wyndham Clark plus 190. I'm going to take Sam Burns plus 155 in that spot. Um, I mentioned how great he was playing earlier. Uh, even just last week, he's been playing great all season. He had a real ch- great chance to win the American express. The ball striking got even better for him last week in Phoenix. Um, I just think I struggle with speed on this specific golf course. I know he's been kind of hit or miss at Riviera in the past. He has had some success at this golf course in the past. His irons just look really shaky to me last week in Phoenix. He, he was able to finish strongly, but a lot of that was because of his, uh, because of his putting. I think that the irons are going to need to be a lot more on point for speed to beat Burns right now. And Wyndham Clark, he was incredibly kind to me uh, at Pebble Beach. I was able to hit that 90 to one outright to him. It just looked like he was running out of steam. You know, you go from playing in really tough weather in Pebble Beach one week, then you have to travel to Phoenix and deal with more delays, playing more terrible weather. And now you're going your third week on the road, your third city. You already got your big win to cap off the season. Burns seems like the guy to me that is far more highly motivated right now. And it continues to keep knocking on the door, keep knocking on the door, hit the ball the best out of those three guys last week in Phoenix. So I really trust Burns' ability to beat those three and come out of that group at plus 155, which I think is a pretty good number. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you're on Burns. So I'm, I think we're going to get a huge week out of Burns once again. Um, but so this this uh, next pick of mine is, it's going to be one of those where I know he's going to miss the cut. I'm just going to, I'm going to be like, well, of course he did. There's a terrible spot to buy on him. But I am going to target Charlie Hoffman after last week. I'm going to target him to go top 30, uh, which is plus 165. 
And like I know it's gonna be like it's gonna be like he's gonna miss the cut. It's gonna be like, well, obviously, why do why do you think he's gonna finish top thirty? But I think he's gonna come in with a chip on his shoulder. So I was reading today that he tried he personally approached Tiger trying to get a exemption for this tournament a few weeks ago, and Tiger's camp or, or whoever said no. So basically, Hoffman then went to Scottsdale, a little bit fired up, and what did he do? He forced a playoff with Nick. Well, I guess Nick Taylor forced the playoff, but went to a playoff against Nick Taylor and finished runner-up. And so he wasn't able to get the sponsor exemption into the tournament, but then he played his way into the tournament. And I think just if he has a chip on his shoulder, he comes out playing like he did at, in Scottsdale last week, then top 30 at plus money, I think is worth a shot. I mean, that's you only have to finish in the top half of the field, basically. So at plus 165, that's the direction I'm going charlie hoffman awesome love that one i think uh this is our final one each so i will uh i will finish off with sahith the gala 33 to 1 in the first round later market a market you talked about a little bit already a market i don't dabble into too much um but your picks in the first round later market kind of had me looking at it and kind of thinking about um who are the type of guys that I know can catch fire over the course of one round? So Hith had that incredible round one in Phoenix last week. He kind of kept it together through the rest of the tournament and actually did a really good job contending in that tournament, despite having the wrong side of the draw and getting pretty poor conditions compared to the other half of the field. This is a guy that has proven himself time and again already on Poa Greens. He went to Pepperdine, which is about a short 20-minute drive from Riviera, so I would imagine that he's a lot more familiar with this golf course than even his professional PGA Tour results would suggest, which have been good to begin with anyway. Like He finished sixth at Riviera last year. He's obviously playing great coming off a high-end finish last week in Phoenix. I think 33-1 to is a pretty darn good number on Sahith to at least get off to a good start, particularly if you think that he's not going to be able to close the door and maybe get nipped by some of the more elite players in the upper tier of the betting market. I still think there's a very good chance that Sahith gets off to a really hot start here. I like that a lot. And then, then I'll round us out here with Nick Hardy, top 40. I mean, so you see, I mean, that's a lot of margin for error in a 70 man field. So it's plus 100. It's plus money because Nick Hardy is definitely not one of the strongest players in this field and what is a pretty stacked field, but I think he's good enough to kind of sneak in there, hang around like the 35 to 45 area. So plus money, I think it's worth a shot. He's a big hitter, nearly averages 306 yards off the tee. Um, again, it's just 70 man field. If, if he could just get into that top 40, I don't think that's too hard, especially for someone who is a big driver and has been gaining distance against the competition off the tee in pretty much every tournament the past two seasons, two years. And I will bring us home with our final pick of the day. I'm going to go with Xander Shoffley, a player I mentioned earlier, plus 100 over Victor Hovland right now in the matchup markets. I have some concerns about the state of Hovland's game. He did not look great at Pebble Beach whatsoever. He recently fired his short game coach in Joe Mayo. And the short game woes that have plagued him in the past, it seemed like they were back at Pebble Beach. And now I know he took a week off to work on some things at home, get some things right. But I don't really think that Riviera is the soft landing spot for a player that has some concerns about his iron play, has some concerns about his short game. This is a golf course where short game is incredibly important. Um, so I don't particularly think that this is the week to get right back in on Hovland this quickly, as bullish I remain on him long-term. 
Xander is just a much more complete player right now, a much safer bet. So I'm going to go with Xander Shoffley plus 100 over Victor Hovland. And that will do it for our best bets episode for the Genesis Open. Before we get out of here, a final reminder that the Links and Locks podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. As a reminder, our action experts, Spencer Aguiar and Nick Brettwish return with host Roberto Arguello tomorrow for Genesis Open betting preview right here on the Links and Locks podcast. So for Tony Sartori, I'm your host, Andy Lack, and we will see you back here next week on the Links and Box podcast presented by Bet365. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.